to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Pin. Guys, happy Friday, and you know what that means. It's time to recap 13 Reasons Why, Season 4, and guys, this is Episode 10, the second half. Yeah, we're here, the series finale. But let's take a moment out, and I'll be right back with Angelica. We're back talking about 13 Reasons Why. This is a collaboration episode special with the Coupon Queen Pin from CQP Moments Podcast and a little bit of everything with me. We are going to be recapping 13 Reasons Why Season 4, the season finale. We will be discussing our opinions about the storyline, the cinematography, the characters and how they evolve. We will not be talking about the social issues that has occurred. We are not professionals. We are strictly here to discuss about the cinematography, the storyline, and the characters. If you are seeking help or someone who needs help or know someone who needs help, please visit 13reasonswhy.info. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode with CQP Moments and a little bit of everything with me. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in again. And if it's your first time, we are recapping 13 Reasons Why, Episode 10, Graduation, Part 2 of this recap. And as you heard at the beginning of this episode, we are not professionals and we are here to discuss about the storyline and the characters only. It's such a bittersweet moment. This is the second half of this recap. And how are you doing, Coupon Queen Ben? I'm awesome. I'm just like sad to see the Liberty crew go. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe it. After all they've been through, and I feel like I say this all the time. Oh my goodness. Yeah, wow. it's just like oh my gosh, we've gotten to know all of them. We've gotten to know, you know, their personalities and, you know, cheer, cry, laugh. You know, it, it's it's so crazy. It's, it's almost like, you know, you're kind of losing a friend. <laughs> it kind of feels like that. It's right, especially when we've been so invested in this. Right. Since day one. And we just obviously we didn't know each other during season one and two and coming together for season three, even though it aired a couple months later, we still wanted to do this because there is, you know, like we've mentioned before, there is two, there's something to the show that people kind of forget about, right? Um, Mm -hmm. A whole team of production, which kudos to you guys. If you guys are ever listening to our recaps, if it's not now, maybe later, we appreciate the storyline. We appreciate how everything yeah, came about, especially the definitely. actors. Um, we've heard so much about these actors where it was so hard for them, so hard for them to do this yes. very last episode. Not because like it's coming to an end. It's more of where the storyline has taken them. And especially some of these characters has switched drastically, which we've obviously talked about so much about Clay. It's, it's especially him. He's mentioned this was the hardest, hardest 
season for him yet because this character goes from you know 360 in in seconds sometimes and you know it's he's done a great job yeah i think we don't ever really think about someone like playing these roles and having to do that serious sharp turn you know it it, it's like you know we're watching it on a screen but this person has to like change personalities in a split second so wow yeah Mm -hmm. that is so true i i i see that yeah definitely and you know i'm kudos to all of them kudos to all of them for playing their characters the way it's supposed to be and giving us that realism because some people can act and we've seen it in movies we've seen them in shows that you're just like you're not giving me that full thing and even though they i guess you know everyone reacts differently to every character right so these kids well they're obviously uh, around our ages and they've obviously been to high school and everything and it's just they've done a great job yeah to play these characters and holy crap i cannot wait to see where all of these kids blossom i say kids but they're actually adults like where do they blossom to yeah (laughs) it's so crazy i mean and even like i had mentioned a couple of episodes ago i never realized okay The funny thing is both the characters that play Clay and Tony have both been on Law and Order SVU. Wow. Two different episodes. Um, Of course, when they were younger, way before, you know, 13 Reasons Why. But yeah, both of them were on, um, both of them were on Law and Order SVU um so yeah that's pretty cool to know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so crazy yes so crazy so going into graduation who would have thought that these kids will make it i, I it was so <laughs> okay let's put it this way Between this and a camping trip, they were giving me, you know, I know what you did last summer vibes. Oh my gosh, the camping trip, the camping trip. Oh no. Uh, And let's not forget the uh, college, (laughs) the college tour. Yes, the college tour. Um, The college tour. So it was just like these poor kids, like they have been through everything. Don't forget about the Valentine's Day dance. I will not go to Valentine's Day dance. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> Valentine's Day dance that came out looking like a scene from Carrie the movie. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's just been like, wow, what a trip. So yeah, who would have thought that they would have said, okay, we're here, you know? And the funny thing is, who would have really thought that out of everyone they asked to speak at graduation, they would have asked Clay? What was your reaction to that? <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing was, I like the way the dean said it. Yeah, I think your, your, your classmates picked you because of your sermon on top of the car. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, we didn't. <laughs> like, okay, wow, sermon on the car. I that that that's a new spin on one. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's like, 
wow. You know, and, and the funny thing is, I think at this point, you kind of see where the age gap is. Because for the students, the student body, they were hearing one thing. And they were hearing a hero. And the administration seemed to be hearing a troublemaker. Because remember, some of the stuff that happened, they went back and they talked to his therapist and gave videos and gave evidence and decided not to press charges and all of this stuff. But in other words, you actually have two different groups viewing the same person two definitely opposite different ways. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. so weird. And it's like, okay, so out of everyone, they chose Clay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, they could have chosen Ani. They could have chosen Tyler. Mm-hmm. But they chose Clay. They chose Clay. There's something to Clay that... I guess he he is meant to do, he's meant to pretty much give us the whole highlight of the past 4 years because he's been involved in almost everything in the past 4 years and it, it's one of those things where we're kind of like all right so Clay's the guy who's going to give us a speech so, right right hmm. and then I think that's really what it is it's like you know it's like okay well here we go and and the funny thing is he struggles with what to write because this is one of the things that he tells his, his therapist is he's struggling with, okay, one, and, and we've seen this and we've seen this, you know, with, with people, with friends, it's like sometimes they just don't feel worthy. I mean, it's like, you know, we're thinking about this one way, but he's like, they chose me. This is a, this is kind of a heavy crown to wear. You know, what do I say? What, how, how do I, you know, me, myself, and I inspire these people? It's definitely not easy. It's not. And it's just like, you know, because he even admits, you know, the person that, that gave that, I love the way he put that sermon on a car, was not him. Mm-hmm. It was, you know him with being struck with you know whatever he had going on and you know his therapist is like well hey they're expecting someone to speak so someone has to speak whether it's you whether it's him whether (laughs) you know it's like wow so he's he's really struggling with this because he really does not know what to say to anyone So, and of course, you know, Jessica being the student president, she automatically gives a speech. So it's like, okay, but her, her speech has to be approved by Principal Bolin. So she has to say something that's fitting to the students and not offensive to the administration, which kind of, you know, honestly, if you think about it, it kind of defines her situation this whole time. Jessica's always one of those that's caught in the middle. She's been caught in the middle between the student body and the administration. She's been caught in the middle between Justin and Diego. 
she's just kind of caught in the middle. I agree. She's been caught in the middle. And for Jessica, it's, we've seen her go through different stages of her life as well. And becoming president of the student body and this whole school association with the students, I felt like, you know, she does have to say her, her piece. She's got to have to, you know, kind of let things go of putting up her wall, letting it down and kind of just focus on everybody as a general, which I was like, you know what? She does need her speech reviewed and needs to get it approved because I was thinking, what could she possibly say? What is it that's going to, what is she going to do? And I know she, she, t- she tries to tell him, like, I'm not going to start another riot. I'm not going to, you know, go on the field and get half naked. Like, you know, like, right. she's literally listing out every single thing that has happened. And I was kind of curious, like, how is she going to play this off? Because we know Jessica's Jessica as, you know, we deserve the right. We need this. We need that. How could people do this to us? We need to learn how to speak up, you know, that type of scenario. Like she's that persona to, to, to write those sort of things. And I was so curious, how is she going to play this off? How is she going to kind of like, let's just forget about everything. Uh, you are officially graduating. You're never coming back to the school. You don't have to deal with all the craziness or like they say, the the BS of what's happening. And you're going to live that life now outside of Liberty. So I was really curious how she is going to say that speech. Exactly. Exactly. Now, the crazy part is because Jessica is one of those people that didn't get into any of her dream schools. And we also find out that with all of the stuff that Clay had going on, because we, I mean, I thought for sure, I don't know if you thought it, but I thought for sure with everything that Clay had going on, he was not going to make it into Brown, but he did. He got accepted to Brown. He did, yeah. And the one shocker to me was Zach, where oh, he he didn't <laughs> he didn't want to. It was like he he was still in that like caught, you know, like in limbo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I actually had forgotten that during the riot he went and stole the letter from his file the letter that the coach wrote and you know he finally talks to the coach because now he has to serve community service for you know vandalizing the school and everything and you know the principal thinks that it's the principal and dean believe it's good for him to serve it with the coach and the crazy part is the coach goes ahead and offers him a a job as assistant coach it's like whoa wait hold on what's going on here you know and even he you know it's another case of me you're you're talking to me you want me to coach and he's like yeah you know the plays you know everything and he's like the only thing I really need for you to do is graduate it's like oh okay so 
that's what he has to do. He has to graduate. And he does believe he can because, you know, Zach was brought up in a family where they are very successful from what it seems like. We obviously don't know for sure, but they seem like they're very well off and he's gotten some sort of straight A's at the beginning, apparently, from what we hear. And this was his moment to kind of don't, don't F this up. Don't F this up. Like you've done right. so well. Right. Don't let everybody else drain you down. Don't make right. those mistakes because this whole time we've seen Zach kind of say, well, I don't care about anything, you know, screw right. all of you. His, yeah. That's been his whole MO like screw you and screw you. And it's like, Oh really Zach? Yeah. And he's forgetting that he's got so much potential and he should know by now that it's not him who ended up um, killing Bryce. And I felt like that was this whole thing the whole entire time, even though it was somebody else. I feel like right. he carries that burden because he's the one right. that kind of pre-started everything. And, you know, even though they had to try to live that normal life, Zach was one of them who was kind of like, oh man, how do we, how does he find his happiness? Which unfortunately he was, he towards drinking drinking was his happiness but really it wasn't it's right it was bringing him down but you know what i kind of feel like what? ever since the funeral everyone's kind of taken a turn and accepted for accepted what has happened and it made them kind of realize that life can be super short depending how you take care of it and general life is short yeah because it's like <sighs> they kind of they kind of like in other words it, reality hit them reality has hit them like in other words it was kind of like i think for them even though they saw people passing before it was kind of like okay well we've got to get through this it's it they had secrets and there was so much to do but now it, and and it was Believe it or not, I think the the real thing that got them was even in those circumstances, they were in control. Now, even though going back to Hannah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't in it wasn't in their control. But in other words, how they dealt with the situation, you know, everybody heard the tapes and now they're like, you know, well, you're gonna take you know, you're going to take accountability for this and you're going to take accountability for this and we all have to play our part and everybody's like, okay. And then when it came to Bryce, it was like, well, he was the bad guy anyway. And I, I think that's really what it was, was they kind of were able to rationalize things along the way. But with Justin, they were kind of like blindsided. They totally forgotten about him let's face it everyone was kind of just going parting their ways they just right. didn't care about anything and anybody and it's gotten to a point where it is affected most of them and especially justin and this is why i feel like justin needed that friend support needed that family support which he had and also that sibling support for him to keep going and to actually say you know what i'm gonna be okay i'm gonna live my life and i'm given this a uh, second chance and i don't want to blow through it but there's people in, in, in art, like I know people who need that. 
Like I strive from people who are success stories and I learn from other people and it makes me want to just keep going. Right. And some people can do it on their own without anybody around them. You're always going to have those two types. Right. So when I see these kids and see what they've gone through and you know, it's unfortunate Justin needed that help. Zach needed a rude awakening. And I felt like that rude awakening was Justin's passing because we see a kind of different side of him. He's kind of not so as a a jerk. He's not that right, you know, that persona of like right. what we mentioned, like who cares about everybody? There's no happiness. This is our lives now. It's like, you know, he's blaming himself for a lot, but really everyone's going through it and they have to react differently. Right, right. Because we, we're not even clear, honestly, if Justin lost his job or quit his job. But all we know is that he wasn't working at Monet's when Jessica found him. Yeah. And I know when he confessed the second time, I don't know if you remember to the Jensen's, you know how they wanted to get uh, prom back. He does mention that he he got fired. Oh yeah, that's right. He did say that. So you know, it's it's crazy. It's really crazy how everyone reacts differently to certain things, and how it it was nice to see them in graduation in that that time leading up to it. How everyone's been changing. I know Clay's going through a hard time in general, and he's got a lot to work on. But it was interesting to see everybody else. And you know what I noticed? What? We didn't see much of Annie. Yeah. And again, but I mean, you know, like I said, we got that feedback saying they, fe- they the, a person feels like they wasted Annie's character this season. So I don't know. I, I don't know why we didn't see much of her or was it, you know... I mean, because sometimes, and, and, and let's be honest, sometimes it's a, con, it's a contractual thing where, in other words, she signed a contract. She kind of has to be there, but they didn't really have to write her into the story too much. So. Yeah. I don't know. We did not see Annie. Not much. I mean, we saw her in spurts and, you know, because she moved out of... As far as we know, she moved out of Tony and and um, Caleb. and Caleb's house. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we she's not with Tony and Caleb, you know. And then we kind of see her. We see her at prom. Then again, we see her at graduation for like a second literally a second (laughs) like yeah like literally a second like we didn't even see her i don't even think did we see her the whole time justin was in the hospital no and that's the other thing i was like where is annie everybody showed up except for annie like every single yeah because we saw tyler we saw charlie we saw alex the football team the The other people which i didn't know who they were we saw (laughs) and we saw even some other members of ho yes so i was shocked that we didn't see annie and that's where it got me thinking and i was like she wasn't at the hospital what is she doing like we do know that her mom is in recovery and you know her mom wasn't feeling well but like 
we should have saw more of Annie. Maybe, and that's the, that's the weirdest thing. She was close with Clay. She was close, obviously, with Justin because of Clay. And we didn't see her at all at the hospital. But we saw everybody right. else in the HO team. And I kept reversing back to that scene where you see in that hospital scene where everyone, it starts off by like a little bit of people and then you see more and then you see more people coming in, more coming in to like the waiting area was full. And I'm like, I don't see Annie. Where right. was Annie? And I wish they could have done more with that because this could have been like, a, I guess, a more of a reconciliation between the two, even though it, they exchanged a couple words at prom and they kind of said, you know, it was hard for me to be with somebody who was going through it with a lot of stuff and yada, yada, and back and forth. But I wanted to see more of Annie and it was just like, oh, there's no Annie. That's it. Only like a 30 second, like, cause she's graduating. Right. It was like, uh, that that was my thing. I'm like, okay, no Annie. So okay. <laughs> but then it's like, you know, we get to graduation day, and the first person we hear speak is Jessica. And she's really giving her speech on how other people should be here. You know, like, it shouldn't just be them. And believe it or not, it seems, how can I put it? It seems so short and so long at the same time because she's like, you know, within a couple of years, we've lost so many people. And it's like, well, dang. (laughs) You know, you don't really think about it. But, I mean, four years is not a long time. Yeah. Four years is not a long time. So, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. so it, it, it's, it's crazy, but she did manage to get through a Bolin-approved speech. And what did you think of her speech? Well, first of all, it took me by surprise because okay. I was kind of like, wait, what? Is this the Jessica that I'm so accustomed to listening to? Like, you know, because like I mentioned, she's she's very powerful. She wants to prove right. her point and she doesn't care what anybody has, has to say. So when I heard about it, I was like, okay, this is a different type of Jessica. Right. Because she's not the type to kind of say, I love you all. I love all of you. And you guys should love each other. And how, why do we hate each other so much? And why do we there were such so many important points where I was kind of like, okay, now I see what she's trying to do with this, that it took me off guard, off guard in a way of like, Hey, I'm not getting that empowerment speech, but I'm getting more of like, I love you all. It's like, she's trying to conclude and to kind of just depart herself from being that empowerment leadership role to right. let's just love each other and let's move on and you know it 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 that's what i kind of felt like i'm trying yeah. to look for it because i felt like it was one of those things where we I, it's like i have to read over it again if i can find it okay yeah because that's, um that's, it, that's yeah she she really she really like you know she really was all over Mm -hmm. 
And she was like, I don't know, was she kind of like happy about it? Like she was a different person. She was. She was completely a different person. Do you have Jessica's speeches saved? <laughs> no, I'm trying to go through the. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to go through the uh, internet. So since I can't find the written speech of Jessica, we might as well just play the clip. Okay, let's play the clip. Look, here's the thing. There should be more of us here. And lately, I've been thinking about why they're not here. I have a history of causing trouble with my speeches. Principal Boland actually had to approve my speech just so I wouldn't make trouble. But that was a month ago. And my life has changed since then. But don't worry. I'm not causing any trouble today. Because I just want you to hear me. Some of you circulated a petition this year demanding I be removed from office, saying that I was a one-issue president and I had made my point and I should just shut up. Well, no girls signed that petition, so news, boys. Our point is far from made. And we're not shutting up. But you are right about one thing. I am a one-issue president. I'm a one-issue person. I spent the last couple of years angry, hurt, scared, but I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to focus on my one issue, which is love. Oh, what, does talking about love make you embarrassed? Is it girly? What? Because it's the thing. It's the only thing. It's easy to hate. It's easy to fear. It's goddamn hard to love. But it's not optional. It's essential. It's life or death. I challenge you. I love each other. Do it. Do it better now and every day. I love you all. Oh, and fuck the patriarchy. It comes down to one question. Wow. So she definitely had to end her speech with that. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why I had to bring it up again, because I was like, you know, it it kind of shocked me a little bit. Like she's kind of saying goodbye to this life at Liberty that they all had. Right. And right. you know what? It, despite of what has happened, screw it. Like, you know, be happy, love each other. Don't be hateful. And it's just, it's pretty much a summary of what she's learned right. about herself and all the events that has happened to her. Right. That is true. That is true. I mean, And like she said, she's been angry for the past few years because we saw a happy-go-lucky Jessica turn into a scared Jessica, turn into an angry Jessica. 
turn into this person who finally said, hey, you know, let's love everybody. (laughs) Yeah, let's love everybody. And also she mentioned she's learned a lot in the past month. Mm -hmm. And that's where I say that Justin's passing has changed a lot of them. Yeah. To really kind of say, okay, this has happened. How do we move on? How do I make my life better? Right. I agree. I definitely agree with that. It's it's so much. It's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, from Jessica's speech, we hear Clay's speech, which for me was kind of tough. And since I have it here, it's, he starts off, it comes down to one question. Will, we, will you survive high school? Will I survive high school? Because I know too many people who didn't. In the past two years, three people who I loved died. And two... Two other people who I thought I hated also died. But I learned that hate is too simple. And Jessica's right. Hate is easy. Love and understanding are harder. Just with that little piece of the beginning. Right. Again, another person who's learning from experiences. And that's the thing is like, okay... Where and, and, and that begs the question, like, where does it stop? Mm-hmm. Where does it stop? Where, where do we go from here? And, and I think that's really what they've all been asking is, where do we go? Yeah. Where do we go? So, wow. Yeah. So with this speech obviously clay gets a huge round of applause um it was nice to see some faces like remember those uh the the so-called the nerds Um, right the the old class president yes and we got to see zach get a little view we got to see annie a little bit sitting down we got to see chloe in the stands and being supportive right i'm like is she there for zach is that her boyfriend beside her like i was kind of a bit like oh we're seeing familiar faces come back right we are seeing the familiar faces come back and it's like okay we know they come back and then there's the whole after graduation celebration Mm. where you know i don't know if all schools have this or not where, in other words, right after graduation, before everybody goes home and celebrates with their family or goes to the graduation parties, you know, everybody says pretty much, you know, goodbye to each other. And it seems somehow that even the old faces have come back to, because they made a pact and they found out about something. And it's like, and everybody's like, well, we have something to do. Oh, okay. Well, we really have something to do. Okay. So they all, you know, they all go over to, to you know, everyone's leaving and they're, they're sitting in the bleachers. And it's like, okay. And we finally, 
hear Clay say, you know, I really don't see, I don't talk to ghosts. It's not something I say out loud. And it's like, because that was always my thought was like, oh, he's finally explaining this because I was very confused. I thought that he, this was something that he was doing out loud, you know? I thought, I thought, you know, so we find out that he's actually mentally rationalizing what he would say to this person if they were in front of him. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. He's not (laughs) saying this out loud. Like people don't see him talking to people that are not there. Okay. (laughs) And it was interesting to see that part happen when, so we got to see all of them with their families and friends and how, you know, they were graduating. We saw Ani uh, entertaining Jessica's family and uh, Annie's mom didn't even show up because I guess she's not feeling well still. She's not 100%. We see Clay with, um, you know, his parents are kind of thanking him for, you know, everything and how they're going to get through this. We also see um, Zach sharing how he got into school. And I was just like, what? So he's going into music, uh, guitar Mm -hmm. and vocals. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, wow. Uh, we see Chloe with the Zach and um, I guess her boyfriend and with, uh, with, with coach. Um, we also see familiar faces from season one. I forgot her name again. Um, oh my gosh. What was her name? Oh, the, the student body president. Yes. Yes. The older, I yeah, the, don't remember her name either. <laughs> <laughs> but we see her and then we see her father's her father's but also her friend during that time when they were there ryan what's his face yeah <laughs> yeah and we see uh, another glimpse of charlie and alex trying to sorry is it yes it is alex uh playing it cool when the dean of discipline comes up and says hey you know great job and you know it's nice to see um it's nice to see you guys again and then he introduces them to i believe was his husband was there right right yeah so you know we got to see a quick glimpse of everybody with their families and friends and all of a sudden they've got this thing that they have to do hey we gotta go we got this thing right the cutest part was seeing caleb bring over tony's sister oh my gosh i was like what i know i know i was like i think i yelled a little bit and i was so happy because yeah and she's super adorable she's been in arizona mm-hmm. and she said that she's there i think she's staying there for a bit or something they're gonna have dinner together but he's just like i gotta do something with everybody and i'll be home by dinner time i promise you that super cute and i was just like oh my god this is so adorable i can't believe like was this caleb's surprise because he he i'm like whoa yeah he looked like he had no clue that she was coming yeah and i was like oh my gosh this is so awesome so it was really nice to see that caleb doing something very sweet for tony because clearly he does miss his family tremendously and he's doing Mm -hmm. whatever he can uh for his family so 
they all have to do something. They're sitting by the benches in the gym. We see them all just hanging out, chilling out, and finally seeing them become normal. Having this happiness of like, what just happened? We graduated. And what's next? What is next for us? Right. And they're just like, you know, hanging out. Just like, okay. I was like, so you the thing that you had to do was hang out on the benches one last time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get that, but I guess to each his own. And of course, we see somebody go um, up to Clay and ask them. Actually, that was after. So he has this hallucination, no? Yeah, he has the hallucination of Justin and Bryce again. And I'm, I was glad that he actually got to ask the Justin hallucination the question he got to ask, which is, why are you hanging out with Bryce? Yeah. And he's like, because he was my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's really what it is. In other words, he didn't always see him as the monster. He didn't always see him as Bryce the monster. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. So. He does see Hannah too as well. He sees Hannah as well because now he's realizing that all of it started with her. Yeah. All started with her and she makes an appearance again. She makes an appearance again. And then once he's still in that hallucination, there's this girl that approaches him and say, Hey, you are, you are, you are Clay Jensen. I heard you got into Brown. Yeah. And it was, I was like, where's Annie? We see Annie at the corner of his vision. And I'm just like, and everybody else too was like turning around like, okay, what's happening here? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, Cause she like literally asks him out. <laughs> yeah. And it was pretty funny to see that. And you know, it seems like you, everyone's trying to like, okay, let's go ready. Let's go. Let's right. Go. Right. It's like, we've got to go. We've got something to do. <laughs> they exchange numbers while she kind of grabs his information and you see happy clay again you see clay again being happy and before they do this whole thing i I noticed we forgot to mention of alex speaking to monty and i know what happens does it happen after this whole digging situation or does it happen before Alex speaking to Monty? Uh, Sorry, Alex speaking to Winston. That's after. That's after. Okay, so we're on the right track here because obviously so much has happened. I know, I know. So they head off to the place where Clay listened to his tape. Yeah, because believe it or not, Miss Baker, who didn't make an appearance this season, actually sent the tapes back to Jessica and Clay. That was the package. Remember, the guys, the package that he got like a couple of episodes ago? The package he got was the tapes. Because remember, he, he came home and on his front door was a package. And it was the, the box of tapes. And those were Hannah's original 13 tapes. And they're burying those tapes. Yep. 
and they called everybody together to bury them because every single person that was there, they had their own tape. Yeah. They had their own tape or have been involved because of course, Andy is part of that. And as they're digging through it, it's digging that hole. Jessica sees the hallucination of Bryce. Right. And it's like she makes her peace. She makes her peace. Exactly. She makes her peace. Yeah. This was something that we were expecting to see eventually with her. Yeah. Because towards the end of what has everything happened, this is what she's missing. She's missing this closure for once and for all. Right. And she says her words, which I don't remember. But that's how she parts ways. Right. And it was nice to see Clay kind of go after her a little bit and realizes that he's not the only person. I kind of felt that. Like, he felt like Jessica went off somewhere. She stood there halfway through. Right. And and it was like he gave her that nod, like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it was nice to see all of them together. Really. Yeah, it was. Really just, you know what? Let's, let's, let's get this done. We've been through a lot. We've graduated. Let's just, yeah, let's get this done. Exactly. That's, that's the crazy part. So they actually, believe it or not, um, they actually all go to Monet's afterward. You know, the infamous Monet's, the place that everybody seems to congregate. <laughs> or for some reason, um, you know, every, every season, yeah, <laughs> they, they end at Monet's. And so this time, believe it or not, they're all sitting around and talking and in walks supervillain numero uno, Mm. Winston. And he's just like, you know, he wants to talk to Alex because remember, Alex finally told him, you know, it was him that had killed Bryce and he could take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so what are you going to do with this bit of information? And he he doesn't know what he's going to do with that, you know, with that whole tidbit of information because it's like, okay. But the funny thing is he's now admitting, you know, he actually does have feelings for, he did have some sort of feelings for for Monty. He he admits that he really didn't know him the way he thought he knew him, but he did have some sort of feelings for Monty. And I think really what got got Winston was the what if. He really kind of got caught up in that what if, what if everything would have gone differently? What if, you know, Monty would have still been here? Mm-hmm. And and that's really what it is. 
So it's it's like uh, so he lets he lets um he lets Justin know, you know, no, I'm not I'm not going to the police, but you know, I, I did love him and you know I have feelings for you too. And he really wants to know if what Alex had for him was real. And I mean, in a way I can kind of understand that because you don't want to feel like, well, since you admitted that you were the one that did it, are you, you know, are, were you using me? Were you kind of, you know, doing this so that I would stay quiet? Did you, were, were your feelings genuine? Mm-hmm. And he admits, yes, his feelings were genuine. But, you know, Alex is, Alex is kind of like an awkward sausage. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, you know, it, as soon as he knows he's getting a little bit too close, he has to run away. It's like, no, run away, run away. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't want to deal with him. But, you know, the funny thing he allowed, he allowed Winston to hug him. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. So everything is kind of resolved between the two of them. For sure, definitely. And that's what it felt like. You know, he also needed that reassurance. Yeah. They they actually they both kind of did because it was like and I and I guess really, you know, it was like getting to know someone and then to have them snatched away and then getting to know some trying to get to know someone and they're like I don't want to get to know you. Like, it's like, uh, why? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I get it. I, I totally get it. Yeah, definitely. And it was interesting. I was kind of like, is Winston going to tell him I'm going to rat you out? But then I'm like, you know what? That's Annie, what I thought. That's Annie what I thought. made such a great point when they exchange words at prom. Sometimes you do things and keep secrets because you love these people. And like she's mentioned, she's met these people. They were a huge mess, but she realized how much they loved each other. And she felt like you got to love them because they were such a huge mess and you were able to help them in some sort of way. And for me, I was like, you know what? She's absolutely right. Sometimes you do things for people because you love them so much dearly. And that's where I felt like Winston took something out of that and going up to Alex and saying, I'm not going to do anything, but I do want to know, did you have something for me? Did you have those feelings for me? And yeah. for him to say, yes, I do. You changed my life. You made me realize things that I didn't know I knew about myself. And that's where I was like, is he not going to, he's not going to do it because he's realizing like, you know, sometimes love can take over where you can do whatever it takes to, you know, help that person out. Right. Right. But then what's happened to Diego during these moments? We don't see much of him, not even during graduation. Right. That's the crazy part. We really don't like, he fades into the background, like in the beginning, you know, because it was almost like Di- we knew Diego was there, but he wasn't really a major player for the first three seasons. 
but he was annoying for the past three episodes or four. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't take him anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, oh my gosh. But you know, with that whole exchange with Alex and Winston, it was a humor moment of when everybody in Monet's right. are just peeking through the window, like, oh, what's happened? Right. And that was the thing, like, what's happening? What's 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 going on? What are they doing? What are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Are they are they gonna be okay? Are we are we going to have to go out there and save him? What's up? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's something that's definitely going through their minds. Like, what's going on here? What do you want? Um, but it was nice to see that. It was nice to see everybody getting closure through this episode right. because two hours, I better see, I better get some answers. Like, cause I I'm... know I wanted, <laughs> I, I wanted some answers too. It was like, listen, if you're going to get two hours of my life, I need some answers. And I felt like some of it, we didn't get much answers, but we did get a little bit of answers. There's still questions that I was kind of like, I don't know if you answered my question, but I guess this makes sense that everybody all of a sudden loves each other. Right. You know, they're happy that they're living, uh, they're leaving Liberty and the the worst is over now going into the future. Right. And And the thing is, you know, Clay does make one more visit to his therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and the funny thing is he actually agrees that he is getting better and he needs to be more forthcoming. Mm -hmm. And so he explains that he's, he's going with Tony to, you know, check out his new school and then he's coming back for a couple of weeks. And after he comes back for a couple of weeks, He's then off to school himself. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is that his therapist, who is the amazing Gary Sinise from um, CSI, mm-hmm. um, actually says, you know what? There are, there are resources on campus that you should be able to take advantage of and make sure that you are continuing to get help. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll make sure that you are squared away before you go away. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, the infamous, you know, visual character comes back into play. The red car. Mm-hmm. That we met from car. season one. Tony's infamous red car. Yeah. So... <laughs> You know, we see Clay, and it was so cool. I like the way that they did the whole, the whole leaving the apartment thing. Mm-hmm. Because Clay, like, looks back, and he looks at, he's sitting there, and he's looking at Justin's stuff, and, you know, he, had, he was responsible for cleaning out Justin's locker. And he has one more conversation with Justin, and, you know, Justin just really wants him, he, he, he resol- resolves that Justin just wants him to be happy. Yeah. And then he's getting ready to go and he looks back in the room and looks back at Justin's bed and like, you know, he's satisfied and he closes the door. Yeah. And you see him go and... Believe it or not, this time it's mom, dad, and Caleb, and they're wishing them well because they're driving to Tony's school. 
Yeah, and Tony actually accepted to go to school after that conversation with his dad. And I was just like, oh my goodness, yes, Tony, yes. I, I don't think it was really an acceptance. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. I, I think, you know, he was more scared that his father was going to find a way from Mexico to come beat him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> True, but, you know. It... No, I mean, it, 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 I'm joking, guys. But yeah, <laughs> he, you know, he does accept going to school and, you know, finally making a great decision. Yeah, it's making that decision and taking his dad's words and doing something with it because owning like taking over the mechanic shop was not something his dad wanted him to do even though tony's one of those typical latino kids where if dad has a company i need to take over or if dad needs right. help i need to drop everything that i'm doing and right. help my parents and it, it was about time that we hear from his dad that that wasn't my dream. You're my dream, which he's mentioned last right. week's episode, uh, two weeks ago episodes. And in episode nine, like we were able to get that reassurance. So yeah, it, it was really nice to see him in the car going over to see his school, which I was like, wow. And it's interesting how we, uh, again, these characters are becoming happy again. They're becoming normal to themselves. And I know we missed a little bit of Jessica before, I think it was before this Tony and uh, Clay part, when Jessica goes to the doctor's office and gets herself checked out and we do see Diego there make an, right. an appearance. And he says, well, thank you for letting me know about this. Um, you know, I hope my results come out okay and there's nothing to worry about. And he really has that sincere conversation with her of, you know, if you ever need somebody to talk about, and he also talks about their love between each other, how you can't beat it. Like you weren't able to break into their love, no matter if they were with other people or alone he really understands how much love they had together right. even as friends and even as in, in a relationship. So he actually recognizes that. And also since he has feelings for her, he actually asks, Hey, are you okay from the next month? I ask you out again, you know, once you, you kind of just settle in and, you know, kind of do your thing. And, but if you need anybody to talk to I can definitely relate to what you're going through. Right. Which was like, you know, I, I, I you know, it, it's, it's, I, I was kind of glad that he's owning it. Yes. And he does apologize to her what he put her through. Right. And it's hard because this guy was trying to bring everybody down in that group of friends, but you cannot. He tried to break the relationship. He tested Justin to his limits. And of course, we don't see Diego at the hospital, which we forgot to mention. We did not right. see... We didn't see him at the hospital. Did we see him at the funeral? I think just a split image, but nothing... It's not like he gave a speech or was there afterwards. He kind of just right, went on his own. To, she did speak to the football team. Yeah, she did. 
So it was nice to see how he owned up to that. And even though if they were a surprise season five, if there is ever a surprise of season five, I still can't trust him. <laughs> I'm telling you that. You still can't trust it? You're, you're like, they're going to surprise us with a season five. I, I can't trust Diego if he comes back, if they magically, you know, give us a season five. <laughs> I'm, I'm pre-predicting. No, I cannot trust Diego. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, so it's like everybody's getting that little bit of closure that they needed. Yeah, definitely. And I wanted to ask you before mm-hmm. we wrap this up, what did you learn from this last season with everybody? Oh my gosh. Um, wow. It just seems that, you know, for me, it's really, and, and I don't even think that it's just this last season. I think it's from season three mm-hmm. that I really learned that, in other words, sometimes the way we view people is not necessarily the way they are mm-hmm. because um you know even watching Bryce and all of the great things that he was actually doing for people in season three as opposed to the monster we thought that he was for seasons one and two mm-hmm. you know so it's like but yeah that's really what it is is you know you really, you really kind of don't know. You have to give people a chance to kind of blossom. I, I think that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. You have to give them a chance to kind of blossom. Yeah, definitely. So I, what I've, did you learn? I felt like, oh, like what you mentioned too is don't judge the book by its cover. Um, be cautious when you talk to people because you really don't know what they're going through. You don't know their, their situation and, you know, be patient, lend them an ear if they need it. Right. And I feel like as podcasters, we do lend our ears to our guests and we, we try to listen to their story and kind of recognize, wow, you know, the hardships they've gone through right? and the ups that they've gone through. And, you know, you've had fantastic guests where they share their own personal stories. And, you know, I feel like it kind of is relatable to, I'm not saying your guests have gone through what obviously these kids have gone in, in this, in this show, but as in the hurdles they've gone through yeah. to become successful and to break out. And I've had guests myself who I was going to say you have too. Yeah. You know, people who were in recovery, I've had a guest who shares her recovery journey. And I, when I listened to that episode that released a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, who is John Don uh, Cherie? I was like, wow, she was a recover. She was an addict and she kind of, prevented herself from committing suicide and I was just like wow you know right hearing those triumphs of overcoming these challenges and I'm thinking how do these kids do it (laughs) right right and and I think that's really what it is is seeing the people behind the challenges yeah and giving support to people that need it even though 
for example, like for those who don't know, we haven't met ever in person. It's never, it's, ever. <laughs> we've been trying, but COVID came and <laughs> changed our plans. But, yeah. you know, we, we talk on a regular basis because we've got so many projects on the go for ourselves together that we're partnered with. Yes. And at the end of the day, it's like, it's nice to have each other outside of our circle where we can vent and talk and you know be able to listen and give that advice and that's where I've learned with this group of kids where you got to listen to people I know everyone's doing their own thing and but it's so hard especially at a young age how even day to day this is some people's reality this show is some people's reality and it's just like what can you do to help them yeah it's it's hard you got to build that communication which i think you've mentioned before yeah you have to you have to building that communication Mm -hmm. and okay let let me let me explain something to you like i kind of can't going back a few episodes when clay found out that their parents were kind of spying on them Mm -hmm. well not kind of they were (laughs) (laughs) um I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah. I have mi- I mean, and I, I get that it's to keep the kids safe, but it's like, talk. I'm the type of person, it's like, talk to me. You want to know what's going on? Talk to me. Yeah. You know, even if I'm not willing to open up a- a- about it at this point in time, but give me a chance to say, you know what? I'm, I'm not comfortable talking about this. When I get a second, we will make this happen. I will communicate what's going on. And, and I think that's really what it is, is the whole, like, you know, they really need to learn to communicate. Yeah. It, keep those lines open. Don't shut them off. Don't, like, assume that Gordon Lightfoot is the band, you know. Another question. <laughs> sure. Um, your favorite character and why? Ooh. Okay. So honestly, my favorite character was Tony. And reason being is it was like no matter when it happened, Tony was always there at the right time. You know, he... And he didn't really ask questions. He really didn't pass judgment. It was like, listen, you need a ride. Tony's got a ride. You need somebody to hide guns. Tony's going to hide guns. (laughs) But yeah, he always came to the aid at the right time. I think that's really what it is. Yeah, definitely. You can count on Tony. You just give him a call and he'll be there. He'll be there. (laughs) Who's your favorite character? My favorite character, there's been a couple of them that I really enjoyed. I'm going to have to say it was Justin because he really, really made those changes when he, when he, when he was given the opportunity, like we've seen him become one of the jocks. We've seen him make fun of everybody and then all of a sudden in season three, season two, 
uh, season three, going into the season, this very last one, we see him change. You know, having the Jensen's adopt him and giving him that second life of chance. Clay being able to be like, hey, I'm going to help you out. It's going to be okay. Don't worry. Um, This character has gone through so much and losing a parent and trying to fight for their, his mom and, you know, fighting, especially at the beginning with his uh, mom's, one of mom's boyfriends. And he's gone through so much where we seen him grow in this last season. We seen him have his happiness. We seen him with obviously Jessica back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Devin and Jing from 90 Day Fiance. I'm really sorry oh about my that. Gosh. But- yeah, they kind of do. They kind of do. At least they're not toxic like Angela and Michael. Oh, yes, that's right. But, you know, seeing this character really go through these many changes and opportunities and all of a sudden, yeah, it's unfortunate what happened to him. But he's the one that found his happiness somehow outside from everybody. But it wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. But overall, to see him go through these changes, I was like, wow, it takes a lot for a character to do that. It takes a lot for anybody in reality because, you know, it's I I just, wow, you know, he took his resources, what he had. Exactly. And try to do the best he could. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Okay, who was the character that you disliked the most? <laughs> oh gosh, there's so many. No. <laughs> um who did I dislike? I'm gonna say Monty was the one I disliked the most. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I do too. But you know what the funny thing is, I'm, I'm still on the fence about Monty because it's kind of like, I don't think he had a chance to come into his truth. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's really what it is. It's in other words, it's kind of like you know, who knows what he would have become? Who knows what if if he would have made the change? Would he have ever been make the change? Like I always thought, I always thought of that too, where if he was still living in those episodes, especially in the season, would he have made the change? I think he would have still continued to recruit his people and say, we're going to be the bullies of the school and no one's going to stop us because he's got to carry that persona. And despite of what he had with Winston, he was still a jerk because he changed 360 because no one, he didn't want to know. Nobody wanted, he didn't want anybody to know who he actually really is. Right, right. And how much can they take from it? Like, if anything, I feel like if he was still around in season four, I I was assuming maybe they're going to take him all down somehow. Right, and you right. would have another repeat of what happened with Bryce. And surprisingly, Bryce, I, the beginning, I did not like him. Yeah. Like, I was just like every season, oh my God, this guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Even though it's a show, you're like, oh my God, this guy. And then all of a sudden, you because you got to, they got to unfold to us everything he's done. And right. you carry this, like, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, no, this guy needs to go. Like whatever they need to do, he has to go. And if it takes for that private school that he got transferred to, to bring him down, 
let, let them be because he needed a taste of his own medicine because what he did was wrong. But then all of a sudden, when you see him with the relationship with him and Annie, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know, is Annie going to change him? Because, but then again, she's, she's a bit sneaky too. And we didn't really I... got to see her more of her character. We only got to see a little bit and we, enough for us to kind of, you know, make the judgment in this whole season. But I still, when the whole thing with Bryce, the only thing that got to him was probably the last thing because he actually wanted to change. He actually yeah. wanted to change, but the way he acted when that whole thing went down, I was still kind of like, maybe he didn't. He's just putting up a front. And if right. he was still around again, he probably wouldn't make that change. Yeah. Because people that, don't change until something horrible happens. That's true. That's true. So that was another character I did not like. And oh, <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, one of the characters, the character that I really didn't like was, and he wasn't really a main character. It was that big guy on the football team. And it was like, because to me, he was such a flip-flopper. He's like, well, whichever way, you know, whoever was leading, that's the way he was going. And it's like, I don't know that that just kind of like irritates me. It's like, pick a side, pick a side, you know. Yeah, pick but, a yeah. side. <laughs> so that that was the character that irritated me the most. <laughs> uh, Annie was hard to get used to in this season. She was. She was hard to get used to, but. I mean, there wasn't much of her this season. No, there wasn't. But definitely. Uh, oh my gosh. She was just like trying to get into everybody's business. But then you realize even during her prom, her little spiel with Winston, you know, right. she, she was so curious about what mess they were in and how she ended up loving them. Right. So she, she made a turn for me and I was like, okay, I guess you need that outsider to kind of bring everybody together and help them out. And right. even though you shouldn't have been involved, you just, you had no, you, you just literally had no choice, but you, you went for it. You know, right. they didn't want anybody else to be part of it. So that's another character that I was kind of like, oh my gosh. Uh, but Winston was another one. It's still to this day, like even though the season's over, I'm kind of like, no, Winston, I don't know what was your purpose, even though you did have, uh, a, you know, you fell in love with Bonte and you apparently have this love. I still don't trust you. I don't know yeah, what, I, like... I I don't trust him. Yeah. If they were to come back and give us a surprise of season five, which I know it's not going to happen, but if they did, I would be like, nope, Winston cross off Diego cross off. Um, Annie, I don't know. I'm kind of iffy because she's kind of like, she went away for a little bit and all of a sudden she's going to come back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I got to say this and we have to repeat this again. The writers, everybody, the characters have uh, the actors who play the characters. They did a phenomenal job. It was, it was really enjoyable this time. I know the first two seasons was kind of hard for everybody, but season three, season four, season four was kind of like the CSI, that investigation you're trying to, you know, (laughs) put pictures together and the string and, you know, you're trying to see where they kind of relate to and, 
and we have this imaginary board in our in our offices right now where we're kind of like i guess we got to rip everything down like case is closed at this point yeah no one's fessing up we have to we have to put it in cold case like uh like uh, like officer diaz said yeah exactly so i'm gonna have to take down my imaginary board and put it away and you know what it was a great episode it was extremely long but i we got to thank you guys for making this happen because yeah. we do see it in the numbers and we're really impressed with uh, how many people are actually enjoying Paying these recaps. And, and, and enjoying this. Yeah. So. Cause it wasn't easy. It really wasn't. And no. how do we talk about something? Yeah. It's like, like this. Yeah. So thank you for, for listening guys. Cause you know, because I, I, the funniest thing was, I think for me is when people go, oh my gosh, I know you're taking it episode by episode, but I binged watched. Can you let me know when you get to episode 10? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So yeah. yeah that, I, I, I think, I think I was driving like the binge watchers were listening, but it's like, oh my gosh, you're only at episode four. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's just a way of kind of breaking it down week by week. And I do have listeners who are listening week by week with us and see, that's interesting. And this is what I love about this collaboration because you've got your listeners who are kind of like, I'm going to binge watch this whole thing, even though they're on episode two. (laughs) Right. right. And I got my listeners who are like, yeah, okay. When is, when is the next one coming? I'm not watching it until I've, you know, either heard your recap or before the recap. And it's just, it's, it's pretty awesome. And we really want to thank all of you for listening. Yeah. So thank you guys. And to be very honest, we've got we've got shower karaoke coming up. Season two begins soon. Yeah, season two so, is starting. So if you guys are unaware, I know we said it last week, but this is where we pick three of our favorite songs. We watch the music video and we determine if our song could be a shower song or karaoke worthy. So. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting. We've had guests previously. We have a lineup of guests coming back again for season two. Yes, but if you guys are going to listen to Shower Karaoke and you've got a song suggestion, please send it over because believe it or not, Coupon Queen, Pin and I, we actually sing these songs. And um, I may sound horrible, but I hope to make somebody laugh and make their day. Uh, Coupon Queen, Pin. And Angelica has bars. Like she's she's always putting herself down, but she has bars. Like, no, you. It's the coupon queen pen. I swear, you must have done some like, I don't know, American Idol that we're not aware about. And you know, she can sing. She can really sing. She started singing towards the end of the season. So, I'm kind of like, I'm excited to hear more about it. Yeah. So, guys, definitely, and don't forget when it comes to Shara Karaoke, we have the playlist. So it's on spotify and it's on apple so check it out you can definitely check it out check out those links check it out and don't forget guys coupon queen pin and i 
are going to do just a catch-up episode. So if you guys are just listening to us for 13 Reasons Why and you want to get to know us a little bit better, because um, you know, we've recently gotten so many new listeners this past right. couple months and you want to, we're trying to do like a collaborative episode where both of us can, you guys can hear more about us. And if you guys are interested, that episode will be coming out. Just keep an eye on it for it. And this way you guys get to hear what we're all about. Yeah. Well, guys. Okay. Well, Angelica, should we wrap this up? Uh, You took the words out of my mouth. Yes. Let's do this. (laughs) So guys, as always, be good to yourselves and be good to each other. And that's all we have for now. Wow, guys. We made it to the end of the series. Oh my gosh. What did you guys think? I loved, you know, the whole ride in the red car, paying homage to the first initial ride between Clay and Tony. Oh my goodness, it was awesome. What did you think of this whole entire series? Or even just this season? Or even just this episode? Let us know who was the character you loved, the character you loved to hate. You know, it's so, so crazy. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. Hey, this is P. Perkins Heard from the Trap Life Podcast, and you are listening to the CQP Moments Podcast. Remember to subscribe, share, and enjoy.